0: Hello and welcome to the Airbike podcast. Uh, Today we'll be talking about uh, co-working spaces and uh, in specifically kind of the Reading area. Um, There's been a recent kind of uprising of, uh, I think there's about three or four different co-working spaces now in the Reading vicinity. Um, I don't know how many are in Berkshire itself, but... uh, Well, there's, yeah, yeah,
1: Marlow. That's quite a prominent one.
0: Basingstoke, maybe.
1: Would you say Reading is the hub? That's Hampshire. Though. Um, Reading is dif- kind of defined as the hub of the Thames Valley. Maybe the Thames Valley region is what we'll yeah. kind of focus on.
2: Yeah, so you've got the Thames Valley Tech Initiative. Yes. So um, that kind of tech scene, they're trying to kind of bring that into Reading in the moment.
1: Yeah, I I've been trying for a few years now. So um, trying being the key word. A <laughs> <Yeah>. bit harsh. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely come a long way, even in the time... That we've kind of been around, so I guess we should probably talk about kind of our experience and like where we've lived over the years.
0: Lived, yeah, okay, <laughs> with our offices, um, and yes. co So, Airbyte in particular, um, we started kind of using uh Grow, um, which is at Green Park, um, quite a popular space for budding entrepreneurs and, and startups to start raising um, their business profile, and it's very kind of early stage. It's kind of targeted at very early stage startups um, because it's very uh, reasonably priced. It's good atmosphere and you get quite a lot of help.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely targeted at that early, very early stage. Hence yeah. the name.
0: Yeah, so we we kind of pop there uh, a couple of times a week normally um, after our normal kind of full time, full time work, and it was just a good space to to kind of collaborate and and get together and have a meeting really.
1: Yeah. Uh, alongside that we also had the shack that's right um, which was the incubator hub based at the University of Reading um, that's provided to I think it's provided just to alumni um, and those studying there who are kind of looking to do a venture um, that's yeah I mean it's good considering you get I think a year at least for free yep, um, and so it obviously just gives you enough time to kind of get your feet on <coughs> off the ground
0: Yeah.
2: and that's also part of the kind of Uh, Reading Initiative, yeah. the Reading uh, Uni are kind of pushing it as well, the whole startup entrepreneurship thing, and the Green Park is part of a quite big um, establishment, there's a Green Park, is it a kind of...
1: Yeah, well it's a big community isn't it, in the Green Park, there's a lot, there's all sorts kind of there from Pepsi to, uh, yeah, the small startups are in Grow at the moment, so yeah, it's very varied and it's a huge campus as well.
2: And how long has Grow at Green Park been around now?
0: that's a good question um i've known about it for probably ever since i've started kind of work which is about five years
1: sounds about right yeah i've known about it
0: for five years it could mm-hmm. be there longer it probably has been there longer um but ma- maybe just around five years
2: yeah and they've had some some companies come out yep that have officially uh grown
0: that's right <laughs> yeah there's quite a few kind of companies start there and whether it's their main office or it's a subsidiary um and then if there's a sub- subsidiary branch kind of grows out of it or the part the kind of parent company does and then they move elsewhere, normally to private offices or another co-working space
2: and how do they how do they ensure that the company you know kind of move on from their space and do do they want do these kind of startup office spaces do they want people to move on
0: uh well no, no. i don't think so sure i think they want to stay there as long as they can um which is why kind of there's a need and they've also given in to kind of the flexibility side of things where businesses maybe start with two desks and then they'll grow to 10 15 and uh, the office space that they're in needs to accommodate that or else they'll go somewhere else
1: yeah it's also about privacy as well yeah. um being able to have your own space mm-hmm. is quite valuable once you start growing
0: yeah, yeah we've definitely uh, before before our current place, uh, we were sharing an office with another business, and I thought it was quite kind of, um, I don't know, it was just weird. Uh, I, I didn't feel comfortable discussing business matters and product ideas and anything business related really with the other partner company. They weren't really in the same space. It was just, I don't know, just felt a bit weird.
1: It was just a bit like staying at someone else's house.
0: Yeah, where well, you know they say
1: make yourself at home, and you can feel a bit comfortable, but you've always mindful that
0: it's someone else's house.
1: Yeah,
2: you've got to leave soon. You know. Yeah, one day you have
0: to leave, which yeah, <laughs> which we did. <laughs> um, yeah, we we moved uh, from there to our current place, um, and then from our current place, we've also moved internally to a bigger room and more desks. So we've kind of gone through most some well some
1: of the spectrum, uh, mm. and Steve's obviously worked in the elephant in the room, who aren't based in Reading, WeWork.
0: At the moment. At the moment, so far. They'll be here soon.
1: Um,
2: Yeah, they will be, I'm sure.
1: So WeWork kind of came around kind of at the height of this, where I guess co-working spaces were exploding and popping up all over the place. What, I guess, Steve, what was your experience during that time?
0: Yeah, I think um, we, we moved into a WeWork that just opened. So we're the first company that moved into that WeWork. Um, so we kind of saw this, the the kind of pains of getting businesses in, and and uh, the importance of having like really good um, office managers, at, like who are hired by WeWork, yeah, basically community managers who set the vibe, get events in, host various drinks or get-togethers, and that really helps set the scene. Um, companies love it, and yeah, it, that's the most important thing I've found. Um, it kind of, yeah, it went from being extremely quiet, having like two companies in the whole building to being max capacity mm. in probably took about four months, which is crazy quick. Mm. That's not bad. Did they price it very low for their opening? I think they had opening discounts. Yeah. Um. Uh, as does most places. Um. But even then, it, it was very central as well. It was on uh, Chanchi Lane, which is on the central line.
2: And how has WeWork? to f- for a scaling business does it work
0: uh yeah i think it it works it, it i think it's not it's not for early stage mm-hmm. um it's not for like two people like no, two it's people too ex- it's too expensive for that um i would say like it aims at what five five to I don't know, 15 20 yeah um that sort of size of company
2: yeah. And you kinda met you kinda have your own space. Yeah, You can, can you paint your own walls.
0: Paint your own walls, you can get walls things place. put up on wall on your walls as well. If you get a wall. If you yeah, <laughs> get that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you are lucky to get a wall with it's normally just glass. <laughs> um paint the glass. But yeah, you can customize it however you want really. Um they're pretty flexible on different things as long as you sort of out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um they do help, but yeah. You kind of have to take it.
2: and that's kind of what a lot of the Reading competitors now, a lot of these office spaces popping up are going for that kind of WeWork vibe, you
1: would yeah. call it. Um, yep. Absolutely, WeWork's like set kind of a, a level that every co-working space now aspires to, uh, which is pretty admirable, how quickly mm-hmm. they kind of established that level of, of service and quality.
0: I, I think um, one thing that was amazing was um, the founder of WeWork actually came to visit the office. Um, he was doing a London tour um and he went through every single WeWork office and he had a bunch of people following him kind of um he was just commenting on every single furniture placement <laughs> um uh, the style of it and people behind him were just rushing behind them with notepads kind of knotting things down things to improve yeah. and obviously there's a there's a method to it working uh pretty much every single WeWork work looks very similar so just all like the same.
2: a bit bit more exposed brick here yeah exactly it's
0: just uh different placements um he knows what works yeah and uh, He's just duplicated that across so many different countries. Um, I think I think I went into where we work in uh, in Australia. I don't know if I've been one. I went into one in Amsterdam. I like to <laughs> pop in. <laughs> Not even if it's like inside a, an office. I just go into the, the open area.
1: Just have a browse.
0: Just have a browse. And they they are very similar. They have some cultural sort of sort of influences yeah. that they try and do, but apart from that, it's it's the same.
2: Did you buy yourself a free pint?
0: uh not on that occasion. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um how do you think these these ones in reading obviously competing against each other what kind of things do you think they need to stand out and what can as we we're talking about grow what can these these places do better you know to to grow their communities
0: um i think the the commercializing side of co-working i think is destroying it a little bit uh there's a big commercial um, well ex-commercial who's now trying to get into the startup scene in terms of co-working space I don't want to mention their name <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about <laughs> like me. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. Regis <laughs> <laughs> Regis right uh, oh no <laughs> and there goes the sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but they've now opened a um, an office block targeting startups called Spaces um, and Spaces um, are trying they they they're not focusing on who's who their audience is. I don't think, and they're not customising or customising their plans to suit that. Um, no,
2: I agree. Let's give them some constructive feedback. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, think it's, it it yeah. needs
1: to be. Um, I think one of the kind of winning point winning points for uh, the current place we're in was the personable approach, um, and everything seems like. I mean, they're not. It's not necessarily like everything's bespoke or customer or anything like that it's just everything it's more honest yeah it is more honest it's more like uh if you ask for something they will tell you kind of why not and if they can't tell you why not they'll let you Mm. have it whereas around there i'll be like no that's not the rule you know or and and no one will know why that rule exists or is in place uh it's a bit of a convoluted example but you kind of get what i'm getting at
0: yeah i think you're right i mean they they set these these rules that have been in place from all the sort of uh, different office blocks and it just doesn't... They need to suit it, customise it and personalise it around the companies that actually want to go there. I think they're putting a lot of people off by not being hospitable.
1: There's almost like a fake envir- environment now yep. um, where, yeah, you end up with these companies that are startups by definition but not not necessarily... Um, in the way they operate, so they're actually like, for instance, around the corner in this startup kind of environment, you've got what was it, Thames Valley Water or <laughs> Thames Water even? <laughs> Apparently. And so it's like, well, what are they doing there? Like, mm. I don't. Yeah,
2: it just they can't decide whether they want to be. Oh, we want to support small companies grow, or they're like, no, we actually just want to sell office space. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. do you think these? co-working spaces will be filled because they, they've been empty for a while. We walked past, and obviously being glass, you know, you can yeah right <laughs> in.
1: Well, if you ask them, they say, you know, they're 78% full. Mm-hmm. But as you say, we've seen different. Um, I don't think they'll fill up completely. I don't think there's much demand right now in particular for... You know, two three person space offices. Yeah. I think a lot of people were kind of wising up and saying, well, actually, we can use that money a lot more productively or efficiently, yeah. which is kind of what we found in the uh, very early days. We worked from home for about a year. Yeah, I think it was um, about a year about before a year. we decided, before we went mad and got an office. And we, I mean, it's kind of the same thing where like we, you know if we didn't find somewhere that was suitable or like efficient enough we could just work remotely
2: if we wanted to yeah so yeah. that kind of brings me on to my next point which is what are the most important things for an early stage company in terms of office space
1: you know at what point
2: do you do you say to yourself look we we really need an office space now
0: uh i think we well our, our need was to be able to talk and work in the same place which is a nice environment uh yeah, sort of important. a one up from home maybe yeah <laughs> um and i mean that that's the most important thing is, is just being together in a comfortable environment i think
1: yeah it was also to enforce the work life balance yeah which was kind of a nice. big thing um which is quite good like we we know people that are almost uh just solo founders or mm-hmm. running their own company or freelancing, and they still rent a desk somewhere simply because they want that divide. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's quite common. That's why
2: people go to coffee shops. And yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: A, yeah. Um, place of work. I mean, that, yeah, that's a good point. Coffee shop versus like hot desk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Hot desking, you obviously just get that environment where other people are pretty much doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. Um, if you also, if you're running sort of a service-based company, it's often useful to have somewhere that you can meet with clients mm-hmm. or um sort of a yeah, a sort of a a place where you can take them or a uh, general meeting room which makes you look a bit bigger than you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you want to tell the town hall story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh we this was when we were working from home. Um we had a kind of a uh, an important very important meeting with uh, one of our clients um and we had no office space. And we didn't really know of a good area in Reading because 58 workspace hadn't opened. Yeah. Um, Grow doesn't really have private yep. rooms. Grow didn't have private rooms. Um, we didn't know anyone sort of had their own office. And it was, yeah, thinking about it, it was like a, y- a year ago now. Yep. And it's quite, ch- like, Reading's changed quite a lot since then. It has, yeah, uh, But well, Like, if, if it was now, we would have just gone to, I don't know, work life or whatever to hire a, a right, meeting yeah. room for a bit. Yeah. But anyway, back then we had uh we had a, a slot, it was like a two hour slot meeting and we just had to find somewhere in town and we ended up going to the town hall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we asked them if they go out office uh meeting rooms. And uh they did. And uh yeah we used uh a meeting room in town hall. It was actually quite nice but extremely not the vibe that we wanted to put off. No, it was very <laughs> Anti-tech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think the Wi-Fi worked. And no, nice. the Wi-Fi didn't work in our first two <laughs> meeting rooms. We were there, so we had to move downstairs into a conference room, which was massive. Yeah, and there was just four of us. Um, but it, it was quite good fun. We kind of it's a fun. good story to tell. I yeah, know. and it's
2: it's <laughs> interesting as you said how much it's changed in that short amount of time. You know, three major big kind of office establishments. Yeah, I mean up.
1: we we weren't even being cheap about it or anything. We were like we yeah. you know, we we don't care how much this yeah. costs. We have to get a space for this. Yeah. And it was quite short notice, but yeah, as Steve says, like the options then versus now
0: were a world apart.
2: What will it look like in 5 years? You know, you've got the the tube tube running to Reading soon. <coughs> yeah.
0: I I hope that yeah, more more startups come. Uh people start their own companies more. Um I,
1: Well, the thing is, I I don't think people will make the choice of being like okay I'm in London right now I'm going to move to Reading to do this I don't know why they would you know why would you do that um, An- unless
0: there's a good vibrancy here. But that's a good
1: point I mean even then it's not going to ever beat London no. right well me and hmm. Steve were chatting about Reading
2: earlier and so we were taking a lovely stroll through Reading High Street
0: yeah but I, d- I don't know if my opinion now is because it's not it's not how I see it like in the future I don't know
1: maybe but however however on that you know in in contrast um i do hope it inspires kind of people that are here or you know younger people that are living here to embrace that scene Hmm. and hopefully as you say it gets a bit more vibrant and um a bit more visible and people coming out of the university are like you know what there's actually enough community here for me to start up there's enough support Hmm. there's enough um office space that's cheap or affordable, shall I say, that they decide to stay here rather than go to Reading for those first initial months. and so then, you know, I know companies that have kind of stayed, made that decision to stay here. Um, and then, either, you know, they do regret regret it later down the line or they go, oh, what if we had gone to London early yeah. on? Um, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully there's enough of those type of people that it will soon make Reading just more appealing and say, or the Tens Valley region more appealing.
2: So, yeah, that, it's almost like me then as a final year, nearly final year student. Exactly. Is, like, if I were to want to do something after uni, is the co-working space enough to <laughs> keep me around?
1: Yeah. But also, like, the other communities and yeah, other... Yeah, yeah, um,
2: obviously with that comes the communities. And you kind of just answered my question about, you know, what, what things can they provide that will make more people stick around? Mm. Talking about office, office uh, affordable space.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think my concern at the moment is that if you think of kind of the trajectory of uh, startup enthusiasm or business enthusiasm in Reading, if you think of it as a bell curve, I think we're kind of on the other side of the moment. And it is like heading down because like the amount of events at the moment has dried up a bit. Mm. I, maybe it's just the time of year, hopefully. Um, I think it's our role to kickstart it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we definitely, yes. And yeah, there's, I think something else
0: needs to be done to, to help kind of push it on um, yeah I mean if you think about what what makes a good startup is it is it companies that are in the same industry as you like tech focus so if there's more tech focused startups in Reading would you feel more like there's more of a community definitely yeah and do, do you know any other ones similar to us at this stage no no <laughs> uh, but we know quite a few in London so that's that's kind of it the difference something, yeah. it does.
2: especially as we're not in
0: London mm-hmm. yep
2: yep
1: so so all we've basically decided there was <laughs> everyone should go to London
2: <laughs> but as uh, you know a w- one year's gone by and it's changed a lot who knows what's in store for the next few years um, you yep. know they could start paying co- paying companies to, to move out here when the new line opens they're they're making a big song and dance whenever a big company's move uh whenever a big company moves into you know office block yeah so
0: but uh, is that a good thing if you if someone i know they did the big thing because uh, thames thames tower opened up a few months ago and a uh, big thing was that yeah. austin fraser i think we're going there and uh there's a huge thing about it and uh i don't know is it is it a good thing for startups to see that mm. doesn't it f- just feel like the big dogs are coming
2: <laughs> yeah, but with the big dogs, you yeah, get the smaller dogs. Maybe,
1: maybe I just made that up. Have I mean, you made that <laughs> up? <laughs> well, it is in the hope to attract the smaller, yeah. infuser. It's again about building that community, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I yeah. think as long as, as long as that you know those those residents or those larger companies engage with the community, which to be fair, Austin and Fraser do. They they do like help with the events quite a lot. Mm. Um, as long as they engage with the community. That is the main, yeah. the main thing.
0: I mean, I mean, all oh, startups need uh, money as well. So, large companies coming in does attract more capital. Um, there you go. So, investors would like an area where large companies are focused as well, because then at least they have a sort of, a, they know that it's a good place for a startup to grow, or to run a business as well. Yeah,
2: yeah and that's where Reading's just coming from outside of Reading. Reading really does stand out to me as. Constantly striving for you know kind of development, uh, which is good to see, yep. especially like it's changed so much in the last few years since I've been here, and not to mention that Reading, just a town, right? True not that. Even a city True that. Or, um,
0: <laughs> I do I do think it struggles a lot with London being so close. Um, if it wasn't so close, then I think it it maybe it would lose um, the passion to become as good as London, but I don't. know, I think it suffers from that um, a little bit
1: yeah but at the same time it does gain as well yeah. Um it's close enough to get kind of some of that community from some of that community from London to Reading yeah. to give talks or yeah inspire
2: and we can see that one of our designer lives in London too. yeah we,
1: we actually managed to recruit someone from London to Reading which well, I don't think you know doesn't happen often
0: it doesn't. obviously we're just such a good company to work for <laughs> On cool. that note, <laughs> <laughs> swing some roundabouts. <laughs> for um, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, we are going to kind of talk about one uh, co-working space in particular <clears throat> and how they can compete with sort of the big dogs that come in now. Do you think there is a, a space for them in the future? I
1: hope so. Um, but it is going to be a struggle. There's, I think... Um, I can't really talk about this without being specific, but I think they have to evaluate kind of what who they're targeting at what stage they're targeting, and if that's viable and if it's not, they have to make changes to make sure that it is viable, mm. so either they have partnerships in place with Regis or those style companies, so that when the stage does come and they have um become bigger than what that space allows they've got there's a natural transition which they can still yeah. uh facilitate and make money from. And maybe they just need to relocate to actually do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it doesn't help being somewhat outside of town. Indeed. On that note, shall we finish up?
2: Yeah, we'll finish up there.
0: All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in next time.
2: Thanks. Cheers.